My name is Johan, and this is Beholding. I'm taking a long journey endeavoring to find out what God is like using the scriptures as my roadmap, and I'm inviting you to come with me. The podcast is our canvas, and the painting is an ever-expanding portrait of Jesus. So let's pause and take the time to behold him together. I began to read the Holy Scriptures upon my knees, laying aside all other books and praying over, if possible, every line and word. I would be so overpowered with the sense of God's infinite majesty that I would be constrained to throw myself on the ground and offer my soul as a blank in his hands to write on it what he pleased. George Whitfield. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Beholding. I'm Johan. I'm so happy that you joined me today. So by now, you know that you can check the show notes and you can go to beholding.ca to get all the information on how to interact with me and the podcast, how to get a hold of me, how to find me on social media and all those other things. I would love to hear from you. I would love to get some feedback, but we're going to get on with our passage today. So last week, we finished off the cliffhanger that we had ended the previous episode with, how the Lord responds to the persecution of his saints. I just love that he's not just watching while his bride is being persecuted, that he will take vengeance. Vengeance is the husband's fury, as scripture says. Which when I read that, I feel a trembling in my spirit that cautions me in how I treat his bride and others and what I say about her. But today we're going to move on from the letter to the church of Smyrna to the church of Pergamum, Revelation 2, 12 to 15. So here we go. To the angel of the church of Pergamum write, These are the words of him who has a sharp, double-edged sword. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness who is put to death in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some of you who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Likewise, you have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. So I got 11 things on my list today. Pull out your list and let's see what kind of things that we can learn about who he is in this passage. Number one. Now we've seen this before. He sends angelic messengers to his church. Number two. Now I may have missed this one previously, but number two, he wants stuff written down. I actually love that. It means it's important to him and that he wants people to be able to come back and refer to it. It's not, it's not just a letter meant for a fleeting moment that an angel speaks and is done with. He actually wants it written down for future generations. It's important to him. Number three, he has a sharp double-edged sword. This is an intense way to start a letter that says something about both him and the tone in which he's writing this letter. So number four, he knows where we dwell. Again, he is interested. He pays attention to where we are and he sees it. Specifically here, he's talking about Pergamum. He sees where they dwell, which brings us to number five. 
He knows where Satan is. So what does that say about him? To me, it says Satan can't hide from him. The Lord knows where his enemies are, which is kind of comforting for me. Number six, he recognizes when we don't lose faith in difficult circumstances, even in the midst of a demonic atmosphere. So I know that's a long one, but he recognizes when we don't lose faith in these circumstances, in whatever environment that we are put in. Number seven, he recognizes by name those who are faithful witnesses even unto death. Number eight, there are things in the church that he is definitely against. And we've heard that before, which brings us to number nine. Number nine, he points out the things that are not right in his church. He's committed to seeing his bride, his church righteous. He's not left us on our own to figure it out. Number 10, he points out false teaching. The Lord will reveal false teaching if we're following false teaching. Number 11, he is looking out for Israel and those that would try to make her stumble with bad teaching. So in a time where there are so many opinions and so many theologies to choose from, even at our fingertips, we can go online and find anything. There are so many voices ready and available to us. To me, it is comforting to know that he sees bad teaching and theology and he is 100% committed to helping us because he corrects those he loves. So now we're going to do what we do every week with our list. We are going to actually pray them out loud, declare them, declare who he is back to the Lord, and then we're going to pray it. So here we go. You send messengers and angels to your church. You send help. God, your words are important to you and you want us to understand them. So you have them written down. You give us this gift. Writing is a gift from you to us. God, you have a sharp, two-edged sword. You know where we are. You see us, where we live, work, where we dwell, where we spend our time. God, you're paying attention. Your eyes are fixed. God, you know where Satan is. You know where our enemies are. They cannot hide from you. There is nowhere Satan can go. There's nowhere our enemies can run. But they can hide from your overpowering presence and protection for us. God, you recognize steadfast faith. Even in the most difficult circumstances. The most difficult places and situations. You see that steadfast faith. God, you see those who have given their lives unto death. The martyrs who stayed faithful to the end. You see things that are not right with your church. God, and you point out the things that are not in line with your heart. You are committed to good teaching, good theology. You created the theology and you pointed out when we are off track, when we got it wrong. You're committed to having better understanding of your words. Oh God, you are deeply in love with Israel. 
God, and you are committed to seeing her come into the fullness and committed to opposing those who oppose her. Jesus, we are so grateful for your love for your church. God, we are so thankful, Jesus, that you are interested in walking alongside of your church to bring her, to bring us into right thinking. You haven't left us to figure it out on our own. Jesus, we love that. We need that. We need to think the way you think. Lord, you see the faithfulness, the martyrs, and those who have given their lives for your sake. You know them all by name. Lord, we want to be in line with your heart in all things. We want to be faithful. We want to be in line with good theology. We want to be in line with your love and provoking Israel in the right way. Jesus, we ask for your help. We don't want to do this on our own. And we see here that we don't need to. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. How do some of these things make you feel? Do you know some of these things to be true about him by what you see in your own life, in your own experience? Hey, I encourage you, take the time this week, read down the list to the Lord over yourself, talk to him about it, meditate on it. If you want to share what you got, I'd love to hear about it as well. Hey, thanks for taking this exciting journey with me. We will talk to you again soon. May God give to you the spirit of wisdom, of revelation, and the knowledge of him.